This is the word of God. Exodus 20, verses four through six. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Lord, we commit our hearts to you. Help us to learn, help us to grow, help us to love you with all our heart. We pray it in Jesus' name, amen. Well, this is the, the longest commandment. It's pretty close to the fourth commandment, but it's the lo- one of the longest, being uh, about the same as the fourth. And as I mentioned, it was several weeks ago now, uh, the first commandment is about the right object of our worship, who we are to worship. And this commandment is more about the right way to worship him. What is the right way to worship him? How we worship him. And we see in this commandment that God desires to be worshiped in a certain way. In fact, in a way of his choosing. And we are here to please him in our worship, not ourselves, in our offering of worship to him, in reverence and in awe and in joy. Now, since the Protestant Reformation, the practice of worship in many, most Orthodox Reformed churches has been called the regulative principle of worship. And this is briefly what it says, that we may do in the worship of God only what he has commanded, and if it is not commanded, it is forbidden. What God has commanded is legitimate, it is pleasing to him, is what, uh, he, has, what he has not commanded is thus excluded. Uh, but there is some discussion on this, of course, in various churches, uh, debate maybe even, about what is commanded. So one one side might say, well, we believe there's more freedom than form, and and so, you know, some might call that contemporary worship or seeker-friendly worship or modern worship, different terms. And on the other hand, there are those who want uh, much less freedom or liberty that is even allowed, or, but they want more form. They maybe are highly liturgical or uh, even passive, in, more passive in worship. So we need to strive for worship that is pure as God commands. And we're also to be zealous and worship from the heart as I rejoice that we have been doing this morning. The Westminster Confession on this says, the acceptable way of worshiping the true God is instituted by himself and so limited by his own revealed will that he may not be worshiped according to the imaginations and devices of men or the suggestions of Satan under any visible representation or any other way not prescribed in Holy Scripture. It's pretty clear. And we read as we read in the second commandment. And now Deuteronomy 12 is another key cross-reference related to the regulative principle. And I will read this. Moses spoke this. When the Lord your God, he's speaking to the people about worship. When the Lord your God cuts off from before you the nations which you go to dispossess and you displace them and dwell in their land, take heed. Be very careful, in other words. Take heed to yourself that you are not ensnared to follow them after they are destroyed from before you, and that you do not inquire after their gods, saying, how did these nations serve their gods or worship their gods? I also will do likewise, in quotes. You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way. For every abomination to the Lord which he hates, they have done to their gods. 
for they burn even their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. Whatever I command you, this is how it summarizes it, whatever I command you, be careful to observe it. You shall not add to it nor take away from it. So we may not add to it or take away from it what God has uh, commanded in his word about how we are to worship him. And anyway, what matters is not how we may want to worship God, but how he desires to be worshiped, as we understand from his word. He gives his word to help us understand that. So we must worship God in the way that he has commanded and not add what we think he would like. Uh, God has an intense jealousy, as we saw in that, that verse, for his own worship. And he did not leave how we worship up to us, but he revealed it to us. Why would he not do what, you know, is so important in our lives for his glory? And what he has revealed is for his glory, and so for our good. It's for our spiritual health. So here at DCC, we have sought to arrange our worship according to one of several patterns that we understand in the word of God. We seek to have a word-centered worship. This is why we recite it and sing it and speak it. And that's through our covenant renewal worship uh, readings that we've done and in the psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and in the preaching, in the readings, all of those things. To be word-centered here. And we seek to focus on the Lord and on his word. Not on the musicians. As much as I love them, they are there for a reason. And the word is there for a reason. So, they are not the focus. The word of God is the focus. So even as we pray, even as I lead, he is the focus. He should be the focus. His word should be the focus. And then as we administer the sacraments, as we will do, the Lord's Supper and baptism, and we, we long to do so consistently and reverently and joyfully, according to his word. So we're not looking for new and creative ways, really. If you've been here a long time, you know we have not radically altered how we, the liturgy that we use. I believe we're more joyful in it, though. So we're not looking for new and creative ways. To do so would be to turn our worship more into, potentially, to entertainment or our own desires, rather than giving all glory to God and focusing on Him. As we worship the Lord according to His commandments, He will bless us, and He will give us hearts that are engaged in worship and joyful in worship. I read a book many years ago. I would suggest it to anyone who is interested in looking into what is the regulative principle. It's called How God Wants Us to Worship Him. It's by Joe Moorcraft. Uh, The subtitle is A Defense of the Bible as the Only Standard for Modern Worship. And in that, he quoted, he, he said this, quote, human beings, regenerate or unregenerate, have neither the right nor the competence to dictate to a sovereign God how he is to be worshiped. We don't have the right to do that, nor do we have the competence. Only God can do that. Tell us how he is to be worshiped. May we continually learn. We're not perfect at it, of course. So one of the ways we are commanded to worship the Lord is to celebrate the Lord's Supper together until he comes. We are not to neglect it. We're not to be unprepared for it uh, or take it in an unworthy manner. So because of that, let's pray. Lord, we do thank you for guiding us to 
worship as you desire, which is in spirit and in truth. Oh Lord, help us to obey your word in our worship. Help us to understand what it means that you are a jealous God for your glory. Oh Lord, help us to conform our worship to your word. Father, we praise you that we can even come before you because of your amazing grace to us in in Jesus Christ, the one who sacrificed himself for us. Oh Lord, fill us with your spirit, we pray, that we might delight in you and worship you according to your precious word. For we ask this and for this grace in the name of Jesus, our Redeemer. Amen.